One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Patrick Vieira continues to haunt Spurs. Mikel Arteta eats a canary for lunch and Ronaldo returns to Old Trafford in style. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Monday the 13th of September. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Luke Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not helping you out. He's in. I'm <laughs> here. Well. Pete, hello. <laughs> you all knew it was Pete from that chuckle in the background. More of a cackle this morning, Evil I think. Cackle, a Monday cackle one. for you everyone. You loved the fact that I couldn't get you all into the top Jules there. Jules is such a good presenter, oh. but on the rare occasions. Yeah. What have you got to understand about Jules is she's technically very good. <laughs> is she? Is she really? Who wrote the intro, Luke? <laughs> Me. Yeah. You couldn't be asked, that's why. <laughs> no, because I couldn't think of something funny I'll, enough. I packed it full of quality you asked Luke. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Good <laughs> Next time, Pete, it's over to you, all right? Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> How was your weekend, boys? Pretty good, thanks. Yeah. Not too bad. Went to a car boot. Uh, the biggest nice. car boot I've ever been to. Got a bit overwhelmed. Didn't come back with anything. Oh. Wow. Because you know, Jules, I'm not first. sure if you know this, but Pete loves a car boot. Love right. a car boot. And he he bought so many wrestling figures from a car boot once <laughs> that he left them in a plastic bag in a hedge because he couldn't carry them all the way home. Mm, true. What? Did you go back and collect them? I went back and collect so, them. Of course. Oh, yeah. All I'm saying is it, to give you context about how much it takes to get Pete overwhelmed, mm. it's a very high threshold. Why was, was it so overwhelming? It was just, there was too many, too much stuff. 
Too many it was insane. Figures. Too many yeah. stolen bikes. Too many stolen uh, power tools. It was amazing, Jules. But the lengths people go to to avoid a Newcastle heavy defeat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going off grid. I'm going off grid. Don't contact well, me. What, what I don't want to be Carboot? around anymore. Sa- Saturday, 3, 3 o'clock. p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My mum went to car boot on Sunday morning as well. I was down Come back with anything? She did. She came back with a lampshade. Yes, come on. Which she said to my dad instantly, sanitise it. Yeah, <laughs> I was absolutely. like, what are you sanitising a lampshade for? Because people like Pete got a car boot, that's why. <laughs> I do love the fact, though, that on a weekend where there was such hype around Cristiano Ronaldo returning to Old Trafford, returning to Manchester, mm. that it's an 18-year-old female British tennis player that's making all the headlines. Oh, Go mate. on, Emma Raducanu. <laughs> what an amazing achievement, that Incredible. Is. That's why I was so tired and overwhelmed at the car boot. <laughs> Staying up late watching stayed up late. Wasn't it amazing? History oh, made. Fantastic. Those of you who listen to Friday show will know that I neither like nor I know anything about tennis, but I felt the ripples in the uh, space-time continuum through os- osmosis because yeah. everyone was so into it. It was amazing. Yeah. It was I so could good. not believe Larry Dave was there. I very much enjoy the fact that behind the tennis players, there's a big wall that's like, advertised by Citizen or whatever, but it's not a big wall. It's a big screen. Yeah. Oh. I was like, wow, Which for said, LED guys, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of La- that. Larry David was there. He was just there to check if the players both respected Wood. (laughs) (laughs) It was really, really good. It was amazing, Mm. wasn't it? But let's talk about the football then, because that's Mm -hmm. what you're all here for. Not the tennis, eh, Luke? Yeah, I just think people will feel shortchanged if they listen to me talk about tennis. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) More than they usually are hearing me talk about football, (laughs) if that's possible. Well, Ronaldo, he made his return and he did it in style, didn't he? 4-1 win over Newcastle for Manchester United. I did did think it was quite amusing that um, even though I work in broadcasting... That they the broadcasters got this so wrong by not having this as one of the televised games. Oh, it's lovely, isn't like, it? The fact that Ronaldo's return happened in a three o'clock blackout when mm. no one else could watch it. Oh, I mean, a, a friend I mean, of mine was watching I it bet in there Dutch. Were quite a few people. A friend of yours was, was streaming. A friend of it in mine Dutch. was streaming it in Dutch. Legal streams, and he or she were very uh, <laughs> interested by the fact that they were talking in Dutch and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then he sort of go, uh, "Alex Ferguson, uh, noisy neighbours." <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a lovely nice. moment. Nice. And, and I think what the, the only place to start there really is to just double check that Steve Bruce had a good time. I d- well, it, it's it, good for him to be a part of another another chapter of Manchester United history. I think he had a lovely day out, to be quite until frank. The press conference, nice obviously. to be back until the press conference <laughs> when they asked whether it was a good idea for him to go on holiday for a week. Oh, he weren't too happy about that, was he? He Do I really need to answer? He yeah, said. but I, I don't think Steve helps himself. And I was saying this to Pete earlier. If you're going to do that, Steve, mm. and a lot of your players are away on international duty, so you think, I'm going to have a week away. Now, I don't know if he officially had a week away or not. I suspect by his reaction to the questions, he probably did. <laughs> Listen, Put, stick a laptop under your wing for mm-hmm. the photos so it looks mm-hmm. like you're working. As Pete correctly said, go to a game, yeah. give up 90 Any minutes game. of your holiday, Any game. and then you're away. It's yeah. a working trip automatically. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's, there's implications for that for expenses as well, which you won't go into for legal reasons. Get but... Charnley on FaceTime. <laughs> do it. Schedule a FaceTime with Charnley. <laughs> Don't do it, though, because the connection was bad. Connection but you, was bad, you felt like yes. You were do it. There are ways around this, Steve, and I don't think Steve sometimes helps himself. I didn't, no. I didn't, I didn't think about the Roman charges. Pete, when Newcastle equalised, nice yes. goal as well, by the good way. Girl, they good had some um, good, good moments in the game, I they thought. Did. They, they had three counter-attacks, which I thought were, were decent, <laughs> but they, and they played their part. Did you, ever, did you ever dare to hope 
when the equaliser went in. I thought I, I I said it on on the show on was it Friday? I thought that they might spoil the party and Newcastle have the capacity to stodge stuff up. Um, and I think they 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 tried their level best to do so, but um, the keeper didn't didn't get the memo. <laughs> I think the keeper. I, I don't think the keeper felt like it was his place to ruin Ronaldo's day. True. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. I also don't think it helps you didn't have Callum Wilson out there as well. Like, it is such a big loss for Newcastle. It's it's. It's difficult to be angry at Callum Wilson because he is an injury-prone player, and they, Newcastle knew that when they, when they purchased him. But uh, he, I, I, again, something I've said before: Newcastle won't go down if Callum Wilson plays. If he can't play, then oh, they might go down. Oh dear! Yeah. And it's, I think it's a lot <laughs> to ask for Alan Maximan to play up front on his own at Old Trafford while he's also head of social media at Newcastle. <laughs> He was berating. He was calling them out, wasn't he? He was calling out. Trying to get someone sacked. NUFC. Dot. Dot. It. You care. Social media people said, if you don't like, can you please uh, uh, publicise the fact that I'm now on TikTok or you are fired? Yeah. Basically, it was amazing, I mean, wasn't it? I think if like not just once, yeah, twice. Yeah. If John Joe Shelby did that on Twitter, people will be saying that is disgraceful. No one that. wants to see that TikTok. A posi- <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Haunted but moon. And Sir Maximan is in a um, is in the position of power. He shouldn't be digging out. Oh. Entry-level employees like that. Look, I mean, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. It was amazing. It was, it was, it was great. I mean, because it's ASM, he gets away with it. Yeah, he exactly. does get away with it, yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's talk a bit about, about the football then, because... Nah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because... I guess I feel like I was one of the fortunate ones on Saturday afternoon who was able to see as the players walked out onto the pitch and hear that reception from the Old Trafford crowd, seeing Ronaldo back in that number seven shirt walk out onto the pitch... And to be honest, it was actually a really weird first half because mm. there were they were six, quite poor, I thought, there were six games mm. kicking off at three o'clock yeah. and not a single goal in any Premier League Tough game until just... It was actually. Yeah, a lot of tweets. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of tweets being read out in the first half on BT Sports. Score, I'm telling you. Made a few up. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Um, but yeah, then finally you got the Ronaldo opener mm. and would, why did anyone ever doubt that this was going to happen? Why did anyone doubt well, it? Of course it was going to be the way, right? It's a good question. I, th- I think, um, I don't know if many, I mean, I don't know if many people did doubt the fact that he will score goals. I've not really heard an awful lot of chat around that. A lot of the chat seemed to be, will he kick them on and get them and deliver them the, the Premier League title, which obviously still remains to be seen. But the two goals he scored were, were really, really interesting because the one was like a proper fox in the box, anticipate before anyone else goal, mm. which you know, he's probably never going to lose. I yeah. mean, his physical reactions may de- will decline in time, but mentally he's not going to he's not going to lose that. But, but the second goal for me was the most interesting. If you put aside what was basically a goalkeeping error, as Pete's mm. already alluded to, um, it wasn't about that because it's, it, generally speaking, his finishing is obviously very, very good. But it's the anticipation of his run and the ability to still outstrip a defender who's a lot younger than him yeah. and get himself in that position. You know, Really, for a player of Ronaldo's quality, once he gets to the point where he's pulling the trigger, all the hard work's done, really, because mm. he's finishing so good. Now, his finish wasn't actually that great, but the goalkeeper helped him, helped him out a bit. Nevertheless, it's two types of goals that you think, right, if, he, if he's going to contribute both of those types of goals regularly, that's going to help them a great deal. Now, May United didn't struggle to score goals last season. Mm. May United also didn't struggle away from home last season. It was at home. The reception he got and the atmosphere around him playing at full at a full capacity Old Trafford could matter a great deal in where the title goes. My, my my suspicion is that they may still get a little bit bogged down when they play the other big teams. And mm. I don't think Ronaldo necessarily helps you with that because of what he doesn't offer off the ball and all the rest of it. But if they can turn 
Old Trafford into a fortress like they did used to do 20 odd years ago and they can maintain that away form. Needless to say, they're going to go very close. I mm. think it felt really nostalgic. It kind of felt like for the first time since the Sir Alex Ferguson era that this felt like a Manchester United that teams are now going to fear. That was the big difference for me. And actually, I think what surprised me a bit about the Ronaldo performance, because like you, Luke, I, there was no doubt that he was obviously going to score goals for them and be a massive aid in potentially making them title contenders this season. For me... Like you say, it's the second goal. The fact that he mm. actually that yeah. ball through from Luke Shaw was amazing to him, by the way. And and oh, yeah. and the, and and the run from Ronaldo. And yes, of course, the goalkeeper didn't help things. But I was more surprised to see him doing a lot more of that type of stuff because, of course, we all expected him to be in the box scoring goals. Mm. But actually, I saw him a lot more kind of asking for the ball and 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 trying to be involved in things a lot more. Um, I think that just says a lot about him as a player. He's so hungry to do well and he's so yeah. so determined to make this a success and actually to kind of make Manchester United what they used to be. And we're already seeing glimpses of that in one game, which is insane. Oh, I think that um, Manchester United have been trying to buy off the supporters with one marquee signing after another marquee signing. Yeah. But this one actually, is, one. actually <laughs> is a marquee signing yeah. that, that, that will absolutely munch goals uh, like the ones that we presented with. The sort of goals that, to be quite frank, teams like Chelsea haven't been putting away before Lukaku uh, uh, arrived. Um, and, and it was really interesting. And, and, and I think a lot of him wanting the ball quite a lot, certainly the first half, was just him settling his nose because it was a crazy, it was a carnival. And, you know, I hate to question the intentions of an entire media horny on men about one man's physique and you know he's he's not that old you're used old. to it because of me <laughs> you're just constantly talking about my physique aren't you yeah, yeah yeah yeah. but I mean some of the reporting over the weekend was astonishing 20 pages in the Manchester Evening News Viva Ronaldo uh, this pull out that they produced you know this is it this is we got a plane looping around with you know believe Catherine Mayorga uh, a banner behind it and stuff sport is difficult Money, power imbalances are difficult. And, you know, it, the thin end of the wedge is the ASM uh, battle with the NUSC.co.uk uh, 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 media people uh, right up to what we've got with, with one of the uh, most celebrated footballers in, in modern history. It, it, it was a weird weekend for a lot of people. And I think a lot of Manchester United fans, Vish um, spoke about it very eloquently last week. Uh, it's, 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 it's a weird time, but he is uh, performing on the pitch and, and that's seemingly all Manchester United seem to care about. Yeah, and... and- it's a really interesting juxtaposition because you clearly have people who feel rightly very strongly about um, the issue that you mentioned there um, with the Believe Catherine Mallorca uh, banner that went over Old Trafford on during the game. But there was a really interesting piece now, and I'm, I'm so sorry, I can't exactly remember who wrote it, and I've literally just remembered it now, um, where a journalist was talking about Cristiano Ronaldo being almost the personification of victory. Like he's mm. a one-man industry. The reason that people are so excited about him being at United it's not just because of the skills he brings on the pitch and his talent and his goal-scoring ability, but he is, as, as, as they put it, far better than I could, the personification of victory. He kind of just wins wherever he goes, mm. right? And clearly, he didn't deliver the, top, the, the, the Champions League at Juventus, but he delivered this, that and the other. And he's won throughout his career, really without fail. And people expect that of him. But it's very hard to combat... Uh, something that you've mentioned there, 20 pages of of, of, of coverage of him, which mm. is all completely positive, not mm. really mentioned the light and shade at all. On one level, you can understand it because he's such an iconic player mm. for Manchester United. I mean, he said it himself afterwards. The fans are waiting around. The fans who love him mm. unequivocally, and we, and we have a real issue, I think, with being blinded by our fan uh, loyalty. 
And, and it seen, has to be black and white, isn't it? I've seen, yeah, exactly. Have, I've seen it time and time again. But we have to accept those people, are, they waited around for an hour and a half afterwards, mm. thousands of them, mm-hmm. just to see him be interviewed after mm. the game. We're talking about an entirely new level again. Mm. So it's really important, I think, that we keep airing these 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 alternative stories that are credible, that are interesting to, to people to listen to, and also should be mentioned. But this is going to be a circus wherever he goes this season. And this is the start of it, not the end. And you say, when you talk about fan loyalty as well, it's not just the Manchester United fans that are in awe of him returning to the Premier League. It's, like you say, there there is this entire circus around it from all clubs all around the globe. The the eyes that would have been on that match on Saturday, it would have been... Well, everywhere apart from the UK where you couldn't watch that. Literally, it would have been... Even my my friend who was listening to the stream, watching the stream, uh, they, (laughs) he or or she, whoever it was, um, very busy... Well, you they Well, I'm going to expose them because they were doing something very illegal. Uh, But I'm just saying that uh, even the servers were overloaded. (laughs) Couldn't get a stream for love nor money, my friend said. You heard, you heard. Yeah, I heard. You look at car boots, you knew nothing about it. An insider said, yeah. Well, look, it was was an incredible, incredible, start to this new era at Manchester United with Mm. him in the team regardless in terms of the result the performance as well Um, Solskjaer said there's nowhere to hide now for the rest (laughs) of the Manchester United players now Ronaldo's at the club and and, and that's the truth is there's now going to be so much more pressure on them to succeed they're four seasons without a trophy they have to win one this year. And I'm not talking about just winning any trophy. They've got to win something big. They need the Champions League or the Premier League I think, this year. I think he's absolutely right. And I think it's got a couple of different dimensions to it. One is that, you know, can we go for a game like we, we saw on Saturday, like we just have and not mention Bruno Fernandes' goal? Mm. Oh, right? We don't Wildy. mention it. Yeah, we don't mention it because of Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah. right? I mentioned it because I, I did not put Ronaldo in my fantasy team. I was really pissed off, Luke. Yeah. I, I, tried, I tried to get in your head again. No, I was quite <laughs> happy about weekend. it. Yeah, no, you but, did. But, but the point is, I'm sure Bruno and Cristiano are big pals. I don't mm. know. Remember, we can ask Andy and he'll be able to tell us. Mm. But say they're not. Well, what does it mean for Bruno Fernandes? What does he, oh, right. So I have to put up with this whenever I play for my country. And now I've got to put up with my club as well. Mm. Like, there's two aspects to it. One is the fact that it, 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 it puts a load of pressure on them to actually start winning things, mm. which you'd hope Ronaldo will help them with. But secondly, it's like, are you happy with not being the main man anymore? How long has Jaden Sancho been able to enjoy being a marquee son at United? Well, it looked like the honeymoon was over to me on Saturday mm. because he didn't really do anything. Mm. So maybe it's too simplistic to say, but Solskjaer's now got a different challenge. It's one of expectation and pressure and it's one not anymore of, of rebuilding the team after Ferguson left. It's now you've been given everything you need and you've decided what you want and here you've been given it. So if you don't deliver, there's going to be questions asked and there should be as well. On the flip side of that, footballers all want to win. They just want to win trophies. They want something to be able to look back on and say, look, I mean, surely as a footballer, you would rather be part of a really successful football team that has won Champions League, Premier League trophies, etc than just being, oh, but I was the main man at the club, but we didn't win anything. Yes. You know what I mean? And so, well, did they want both. They, yeah, yeah, they do want both. But I think that Bruno Fernandes isn't just going to drift away and become a nothingy player at United. Mm. I think he's actually, he will still be just as influential because the link-up play and, and his creativity is going to be, it's, it's going to be so important to Manchester United. And you see that with Paul Pogba as well, getting another two assists in the game. There's talks about him signing a new contract at Manchester United. Now, I thought that was going to be quite an interesting dynamic because from what we all hear about Paul Pogba is that he wants to be the main man. Mm. And obviously with Ronaldo coming back, how would that affect him? Well, actually, I think now he probably sees that this is a club where he can 
get a lot of joy out of playing because he's surrounded by world-class players and they're going to win stuff. Yeah, definitely. And 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 then he can uh, chip off with a smile on his face to the, uh, the festival and Yay! dance around on stage. Burner Boy. Who Burner is Boy. Burner Boy? I don't, I don't know. know. Not really sure. Heard of him? Never heard of him. Till this weekend? Um, I, I haven't heard of him. Though, don't they? Say again? Real Madrid play there, don't they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Very good. Nev- never heard of him. It's, uh, it's going to be a big October for Manchester United. Well, got... for Burner Boy as well, probably. Um, and for Burner Boy, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Everything's out of lockdown now, so look, festivals are going ahead. Um, Everton, Leicester, Liverpool, Spurs, mm. uh, <laughs> Atalanta twice. It's, 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 going, to be, it's but, going to be a busy, busy... Uh, but that, that's, that's the flaw to, to the argument you guys are making about United and how good they're going to be. Is that they are, there are a lot of other really good teams in the Premier League. Yeah. Mm. So, and you ain't going to win the league beating Newcastle and, twice. And, and if, Leicester, if Leicester, who finished right up there last season or, and have been up there for the last two seasons, end the season with nothing this season, what's going to be said? Nothing. Le- Leicester are flattered to deceive, though. Losing again this weekend against mm. Man City and now they've got European football to focus on this week with the Europa League But the expectations are different, Jules, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, they are. Yeah, no, totally. Mm. Um, and Spurs are one of the teams that, obviously, they were top of the league leading into the weekend. They hadn't lost a game, they hadn't conceded. And then they lost 3-0 to Patrick Vieira's Crystal Palace. <laughs> Still haunting them, eh, Luke? He is. He is the spectre at the feast. I thought... Um, I Palace thought, looked good. Uh, yeah, they, they did look decent. I thought... Um, they Gallagher, were playing against 10 men, though. Gallagher was excellent. They, yeah, I mean, but that's Spurs' own fault, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, not, you know, it's not like, oh... The wheel of fortune spun and Spurs <laughs> only got 10 men. He absolutely had a head loss though, Tanganga, didn't he? You could Completely. see he was going to get sent off, Pete, couldn't you? The minute he was rattled, you were like, he's a goner. He'd done an hour. <laughs> Let him rest. <laughs> yeah. I've worked really hard this hour. I just found Spurs' midfield was a bit stodgy for me. You know, mm. Hoiberg, Skip and Winks. Okay. He's a bit. They're good at Hoiberg. Like, yeah, he's brilliant. He's brilliant mm. at what he does. But he's not going to win you a game. Mm. He's going to stop you losing a game. He's going to mm. link to attacking players to do their job if he can. He can't do it all his own, on his own. I thought Deli Ali was really underwhelming again. Um, although, to be fair, I mean, he's, he's kind of been welcomed back into the fold. He's not been very too bad. But, I mean, he's definitely had a really difficult year or two, as, as everyone knows. And Palace were decent. And it's a, it's a huge um, statement by them because, look, people, like it or not, are going to draw the comparison with what happened with De Boer. And, you know, you bring in a manager who's you know, obviously different, but he was a younger European manager. Vieira is a completely different proposition to, to Hodgson. And the task he's been asked to do, replace a lot of players, change the style, keep them in the Premier League. Hodgson was so steady, so good at keeping them there and, and doing, doing, the, doing the business and getting them to a position where you knew what you'd expect. And all that's been taken away now. So for them to win really well against a team who've, you know, fair enough, they flattered to deceive in the last year or so, but are very well resourced and who are a good, you know, good solid team full of international players. Um, was amazing. And and Odson Edward's introduction to the Premier League is oh. fantastic. Mm. If he carries on like that, I mean... Nothing take... wound me up more than that, by the way. Why? Because Brighton were linked with Edward, weren't they? Oh, right, and okay, Brighton yeah. didn't want to pay the wages um, and so he signed for Palace. And that just, that just, that hurts. That's what it gets I you. Think... That's what those wages <laughs> get you. Go to our rivals the more upset... and score in 28 <laughs> seconds and then get a brace on your debut. Can yeah. you not? Can There's a lot of debut not? goals this weekend. That from, just from wound me up, that really did. I, I just thought Southhouse Park was absolutely bouncing. It, you, always in, in, it, it always is. It was yeah. such the a good. Is amazing there. Such, I'd love that ground. Two weeks time, Edward scores two more against Brighton. Can you piss off? I'm just telling you, it's happening. Deal with it. Get used to it. Can you piss off the future? You can't tell the future to piss off. And by the way, <laughs> have you seen the Premier League table? You seen where Brighton are? 
No, that, that's a no. Yeah. Is, that, is that a no, Luke? Third. That's, that's no. a I don't give a shit. They're fifth. fifth. Is that yeah. a lo- Yeah. Were it they was... third briefly? We were. We oh, were up there until Jesus. Chelsea won. And then, How many snapshots know, did you take? Just a few. <laughs> how, how can you get excited about it so early in the season? Because it took us 19 games last season to win this many matches. <laughs> and we've done it in the first four, which is quite amazing. So mm. I'm happy. I'm going to I'm gonna milk it for now. Do you think Crystal Palace fans will be happy with that coverage of that game? Just yeah. you talking about Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Arthur Edward scored two goals. Of course, he was linked with Brighton. Here's what Brighton are doing. <laughs> By the fact of being a football team. <laughs> no, we talked enough about Vieira Ball, didn't we? Yeah, well, You've maybe. had enough airtime, Palace. Let's move on and talk about Arsenal. They got a win. Sorry, Jim, you're not here to talk about this one mm. today. Um, but was it a good win? 30 shots and that was the goal again. I know. Like, I mean, they beat Norwich. Screamer. Relegation battle. The bottom two and Arsenal come out on top. Yeah. Look, I mean... It was important, wasn't it? Oh, my God, was it? It was so important. Yep, uh, they really, really needed that. And it was, mm. it was a bit scrappy. But the, the thing is, watching that match, the two players are the, are the players that you watch and you think they're the only ones that are making anything happen here. Emil Smith-Rowe and Bukayo Saka, again. But I feel like we're just like a broken yeah. record talking about this. I don't really, I didn't really see a massive amount of difference in Arsenal's performance, did you? I, th- I think I think I was expecting a, a, a more fluid performance from, from Arsenal because they do have their players back. This is their mm. full-strength side pretty much apart from like one or two. Um, and you, you had a couple of uh, debutantes, but it was it was a... Yeah, I, I agree, Jules. I, I, I expected um, if they were going to win, they were going to win more convincingly. But then 30 shots, <laughs> like you, that is weird, isn't it? The, the situation they're in, you're, you're alluded to yourself already, Pete. Just get the win. Yep. Just get the win. And we will see a revert into the mean because the proposition is different. Playing Norwich at home, despite the fact that at first glance it might look quite similar, is nowhere near the same as playing Brentford away on the opening day of their first game in the Premier League and their first game in the top flight in their new stadium and all the rest of it with fans. Mm. Completely different proposition. Yeah. Arsenal were shell-shocked by Brentford. They were very, very poor against Brentford because they couldn't handle the occasion. So beaten fairly straightforwardly by Chelsea at home and then Man City away. That's a tough start. Mm. You know, to be fair to them, the only other game they've played this season has been the League Cup against West Brom and they battered them. Mm. So Norwich at home... Get the win. And that's what I think that's why Arteta said what he said after the game. <laughs> the look, best week in his life. But I, I, I kind of get mm. it. And I think if you take it... Really? You, yeah, because... He won you, the FA Cup. Yeah, but if you take aside the, the kind of slightly different idea that he's speaking English as a second language, what he's talking about is probably that he learnt the most, that he, he, he dug out the most, and that the win that they got was so satisfying because of what's gone on in the past. And yeah, we can sit here in the studio and take the piss out of Arteta and, and, and take the piss out of Arsenal because it's funny. And that's, you know, that's our job, right? It's also our job to to say, look, Arteta's taken a lot of digs there. The last two or three weeks, he's been absolutely hammered by everyone and he's come out fighting and he's come out with a win at a basket case of a club. Okay. <laughs> and they've and they've done well. I don't begrudge him one second, Sam, whatever he wants to say after that game, because he's earned it and he's not shied away and he's fronted up. I personally think he says some odd things. I think he doesn't help himself sometimes. Clearly he's a passionate guy and he deserves to enjoy that win. I, I genuinely believe that. I mm. think you've got you've got to say that. If you're gonna say it on one hand, you've got to say it on the other hand as well. You must have had some shit weeks in your life. Well, started <laughs> yeah, one next yeah, yeah. to you here this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, best week of your life, Pete. What did it involve? Car boot, Ooh, probably. Probably big car boot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a big win for Arsenal. Um, and, it, and credit to them, in fairness, because Norwich actually, I thought, defended really well. We saw in Norwich's previous games them shipping so many goals and they really tightened up for this match. So mm. there was actually... 
for them, they saw an opportunity in that game to maybe be a bit more pragmatic than they had been previously. Um, and it made it difficult for Arsenal. As you say, they had so many shots, Arsenal, and they managed the one goal, but the win was the only thing that really was yeah, important for and, them. So, And, and them, them not conceding, if they if they had gone a goal behind, that could have been horrific. Mm. The, the atmosphere could have could have turned. Um, I mean, to be fair to Arsenal fans, they're also singing "We Are Staying Up," you know, during the game, which is quite but funny. They were, they were, but they were very um, supportive. I thought of Arteta, and I thought that would. I think that's something that Arteta drew from as well. I, th- I think he enjoyed um, the chance, for, for the chance that it could turn at any moment. Arsenal fans are always accused of just being complaining yeah, and, and yeah, capricious, yeah. but like, yeah, it was it was just uh, nice to see them singing Arteta's name. Yeah, and whether I think he deserves it, it or not. I, 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 last week we discussed the idea whether you know, do you think the problems Arsenal are going through are the club's fault or Arteta's fault? I Clubs, think you know, yeah, yeah you, you have to come down the side of this. It's completely what's happening at the club, and Arteta's doing his very best. Now, you don't stay in a Premier League job because you do your best. Mm. You do it, you do it because you win games. Mm. And he's done one. He's done that at the weekend, and I think he deserves credit for it. Burnley right. next. Burnley next. Oh, <laughs> not a fun one. Right, more yeah. to come from the weekend's games after this. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Hi, I'm Frank LaBeouf. You're listening to the Football Ramble. Nice. Frank the Beef. There we Frank are. The 
Uh, it is Jules, Luke and Pete here with you this Monday going through all the weekend's games. Before we get back to that, let's see how we got on in Betway's 4 to score. Remember, entry to Betway's 4 to score is free. Each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's 4 selected matches for your chance to win the weekly 50 grand jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further terms and conditions apply. The first match, therefore, was Leicester City against Manchester City. Kate picked one of the Man City boys, Ferran Torres. She wasn't right. It was Bernardo Silva. Uh, game two was uh, Luke's beloved Southampton against West Ham. Uh, Pete, you picked Mikel Antonio, but it was goalless. He was involved. Yeah, he, he my, did his stuff. My for fancy some captain period as well. Of time. Oh, oh, sorry, Luke. Sending Lukey. off minus mm. two. That means you got I didn't, for him. Yeah. I didn't change Ouch. my team, so I had like three injuries in there. <laughs> <laughs> Callum Wilson, captain. Then. Yep. <laughs> uh, Chelsea, Aston Villa, Andy picked Romelu Lukaku, and it was Big Rom himself mm. that got the goal. Uh, the fourth game was the Leeds-Liverpool game, which we'll talk about in a moment. Luke, you picked Diogo Jota. Yeah. But it was Mo Salah. I know. Who got the first yeah. goal. It's not Shame. news to me, Jules. I, I know. know who scores. I know. There you go. Uh, we'll be <laughs> back it. for another round of four to score on the preview show this Friday. Right, it's now time for this. If you've got something for us, shutupandlock.com. Oh, nice. the shortened Ooh, version. Shortened I like version. it, Pete. Little radio edit. Getting it moved along. Uh, we'll like to do a drum and bass one next week. Yeah. Uh, from Glenn, who's uh, reached out after John Terry's custard story. A fair few years ago, I worked as a waiter in the Gosforth Park Hotel in Newcastle. Uh, the majority of away teams and recently moved players used to stay there during the 90s. One night before a game before uh, against Bradford, they were all sat in the restaurant having their evening meal and just the coaching staff were left, including Neville Southall. He shouted me over to ask if there were any custard, if there was any custard. Uh, at that time, uh, it was some posh AA uh, Rosette restaurant, uh, and I'd never served custard, so I said I would ask. I went to the dessert chef, and he said, no, but we have creme anglaise, which is some kind of thinner, sweeter, Frenchier thing. Nice. But, esen- <laughs> yeah, like but essentially would, uh, would suit a custard need. Uh, I went back to inform Neville and got as far as, say, <laughs> as, far as <laughs> to say, sorry, sir, we don't have any custard, but we ha. And he started shouting at me, fuck off, call us a fucking restaurant, fucking bollocks. <laughs> I was sent away to the staff room uh, for 10 minutes, came back up and he was gone. Still boils my piss to this day. Fuck Neville Southall and his love custard. (laughs) I'm not really sure what Big Nev's playing at there because he could have just gone across the road and got a can. A can can of custard? Yeah. Yeah. In the 90s, they sell cans of custard. Oh, yeah. like, you mean like ambrosia yeah, kind of? Ambrosia. Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm being very foolish, aren't I? Yeah. God, you're, you're just thinking of the posh fridge stuff, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Marks and Sparks stuff, yeah. <laughs> Big came Nev, in the late 90s. Big Nev comes across as an all right bloke these days. So maybe yeah, just, he, maybe he's mellowed a little maybe bit. Maybe he, he was angry. He wanted, he was hangry and he yeah. needed his custard. I think that a decent restaurant should be able to whip you up some bloody custard, quite Yeah, frankly. I agree. You've I got agree. a chef on hand. Make, him some blo- make Big Nev some but custard. you know what? I think where well, our, can where our friend Glenn... No, I actually think where our friend Glenn... Glenn went wrong here is just say to Nev, look, mate, we've got you some custard. Just give it custard. Yeah, it's yeah just, yeah, we, yeah, we've just got custard, bad custard, mate. Yeah. It's posh custard. This is but it's custard. He's just going to pour it down <laughs> his really, gut. Because really, like, anyway. would Neville Southall really have gone, no, 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 that's not custard. That's a French anglaise. That's a French anglaise. Like, you know what I mean? A creme anglaise. Creme anglaise. Same, they, same bloody thing. The, uh, I'd eat remember it. when Neville Southall just didn't go into the um, dressing room for uh, for the team talk for the half time one time? He just sat on his post. Yeah, because uh, he just wanted to clear his head because he was just having do. a bad first half, and he yeah. was just like, he's just thinking about custard. I mean, he was an amazing goalkeeper <laughs> back in the day. Uh, he he was best, best in Europe, best, best in Europe. the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't believe the amount of crossover between custard and football. Moyes, Terry, yeah. and now so Southall. many. Custards. Every footballer's got a custard story. Because mm. right. custard is great. Yeah, true. James a lot has of Portuguese been tarts around as well. I that's imagine. true. 
pastel de yep. James has been in touch. He said, I'd just like to send you in some new fizzer information. Oh, we like it. My old boss at work bought a house off him in a place called Rawtonstall, just north of Manchester. Nice house, but the special feature we were all told about was that he had his initials engraved into the carpet. <laughs> Tacky or a hint that Florida was always coming? Didn't somebody oh, rent no. his house when they were playing for Everton? They all rented different sh- houses. Yeah, and he had a shit pool table with his name on it. I think that might be right. Seemed, yeah. I seem to remember seeing because, that particular bit of Trumpian nonsense. I, th- I think what happens is the players move on, so they have these houses that they end up renting out, and yes. new players come to the area, and they go, well, it's a football, so I'll just take this one. Yeah. And um, I think another player came in, because I'm pretty sure Jurgen Klopp, he certainly did until very recently, he may still do, I think he lives in the house Brendan Rogers owns. Right, okay. So yes, I think it happens right. quite a lot. So mm. yeah. I, I, what do you, Pete? Actually, Jules, you're the perfect person to ask. Mm. You've almost certainly got your initials woven into a carpet in your house somewhere. No, I fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> JB. I like, I like no, that I you don't. asked Jules rather than me. Yeah, because I'm more thing. of a carver. Yeah, you are. Carve my yeah. initials <laughs> into something. Burn it into the carpet with a lighter, with a zippo. I did write a romantic. Uh, I did write a romantic <laughs> message on the floor on a pavement outside my rented accommodation uh, last time around uh, with a pressure washer. So, for what, uh, re- what did it say? For love. What did it say? It doesn't matter what it said. I want to know what it said. You it's brought very it Very erotic. Was it? it? <laughs> I do have jewels carved into my favourite kitchen knife. I don't know if that sounds a bit that's weird. That's quite cool. Yeah, the, the, you can, can reason... never commit a crime with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, say. The reason why is because my dad's a chef. Oh, okay, so, fair so dues. Yeah, nice. He always gets me like really nice knives to use in the kitchen, and he just for some reason carved my name into it. I, love I don't a good know knife. why. Love yeah, a good knife. It's a really bloody good knife. Mm. Like like the type that just like just. Do you sharpen it on the? Uh, my dad does. I don't do that. Your dad yeah. sharpens a knife for you. Dad sharpens my knife. Are you eight years old? <laughs> No. I've got an excellent knife sharpener. <laughs> Make the I'm most really of them while of they're in the country. Yeah. To be fair, my mum said to me, do you want me to come and clean the house next week? I was like, yes, please. <laughs> come on then. Hang on, so they're going to go back home They're going soon. to Jamaica. So the, she's carrying weeks. a lampshade home. No, they've got a house in Brighton. Oh, she wears it, she wear it as a hat. She's wearing it as a hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, not carry on, it's a hat. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get to it. Um, uh, sorry, actually, firstly, let me just remind you of the email address, show at footballramble.com. Mm. Tweet us at footballramble. We love hearing your stories, especially if they involve custard or initials and carpets um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get to uh, one of the other games from the weekend uh, Wolves getting their first win of the season I'm yes. actually really pleased for Bruno Lage um, because look, heading into the weekend despite the fact that they hadn't scored they hadn't won a game they hadn't picked up a single point they had the third most shots going into the weekend and yeah. they'd actually been playing some really nice football mm. um, and they'd been incredibly frustrated by their first three matches. So actually, I was really delighted and it, it took a really horrible own goal um, for them to get their first goal of the season. But sometimes that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, you're absolutely spot on there. And it's easy for us to say that they've just got to keep the faith. But if you're a new manager in the Premier League, which is an absolute bear pit, you, you probably start asking questions to yourself mm. a few games in when you haven't got anything out of them. Mm. So they did that. They got their just uh, just rewards. Um, I actually think, and this wasn't picked up on the commentary, but um, Sierra Alta, who scored the own goal, I am almost certain that it was because he had the sun in his eyes. He was dazzled by the sun. It was right. a comedy own goal. But if you look at the profile of the shadow from the stand, and he's right in the sun, the sun's really low. 20 minutes later... The, the pitch is completely in shadow so the sun's right at that mm. point I reckon he completely lost flight of the ball are you blaming Vicarage Road for I'm, this I'm, what you're trying to say is I'm blaming our closest star I'm blaming our closest star yeah they could could they do that <laughs> imagine so, footballers wearing caps but, yeah. but isn't it interesting how like so head clearly, it off the rim clearly Vicarage Road's been there for a, <laughs> been there for a long time right Vicarage Road if a new stadium's built now yeah. I'd love to know if they consider that 
if they bear in mind where the sun's going to be at a certain yeah. time on, on Saturday afternoon. Because oh, it's, a, it's a chaos uh, factor, isn't it, I suppose? 100%. That could it, be that, vital for Watford come mm, the end of the season. But that changes throughout the year because the sun goes down in different... Like, you know it what does. I mean? Like, so. but I'm sure you could build a stadium facing a certain way. Yeah, what I'm saying, so it would never be a problem. <laughs> there we go. Out of all the th- considerations, it's probably a low one, but it, I agree. If a clever manager would probably uh, factor that into his decisions, aggregated marginal gains. Mm. <laughs> even watching it, I don't know if you guys agree, but even watching a football match when there's a shadow over half the pitch, oh yeah, hate it because the camera can't yeah. adjust quite quickly enough. Oh, the ISO settings are all over the place. Yeah, half difficult. and half. It's confusing. <laughs> but that, that, what was the scrappier goal? Um, was it Huang Hee Chan's or the Arsenal <laughs> goal? Because they were both pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, pretty he was so similar, happy. Oh, he, he would be. I mean, he just come straight off a flight, wasn't it? Like 16-hour flight. It's like, Jesus Christ. And, and it looked like the sort of goal a man had just <laughs> taken off his DVD socks. How DVD socks? Good? DVD socks. DVD socks. DVD socks. Yeah. You watch a DVD on your leg. Yeah. <laughs> How good was the South Korean commentary of that Amazing. goal though? You, you heard it, Pete? It was quite sensitive. I didn't hear it. The excitement in their voices, yeah. Luke, was amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> Incredibly excited. Mm. I would go as far as to say almost as excited. There we go. You can hear it. I'm on fire I'm on fire beautiful was that as excitable as the Dutch commentary that your friend watched of the Man United game oh it's up there definitely he told you about that as well (laughs) they were quite chill to be honest it was quite a nice listen to be honest (laughs) but do you guys do you fear for Watford Jules I don't do I fear for them I think it's too early to say but Mm. the fact they haven't scored any goals or picked up any points since that opening game where they looked so good. For a but bit, then, but they got pegged back badly by Villa, didn't they? But they have played mm. really good teams like Brighton since then. Oh, so, yeah. you know, <laughs> so, you know, so, you know. To be fair, I do, I love Cisco though. He's like the nicest manager in the Premier League, I think. Don't you think he's got a lovely face? Nice, guys, always, come, nice guys come last, don't they? Always looks happy. <laughs> I don't think they'll finish bottom, Watford. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> don't think Cold comfort bottom. for them there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Second bottom. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool got another win, 3-0 over Leeds. They are, looking so comfortable there's Mm. just a real calmness to Liverpool this season and I think they probably are quite enjoying the fact that they're not kind of up there as with as much pressure as the likes of Man United and Chelsea Man City even to go on and win the title but this game was marred by the horrible injury to poor old Harvey Elliott and it's such a shame because at his age, this and, and the way the season has started for him, this looked like it was going to be his real breakthrough season. Mm. It's never nice seeing any player get an injury like this where they have to be stretched off the pitch. Yeah. But I think because this season just felt so promising for him, yeah. it just makes it that bit harder to take, doesn't it, for the Liverpool fans and for him, obviously. It does. He started the season really well. It's great that Liverpool had, you know, obviously he's taken a step back from making any really big signings with the exception of... Um, Canate uh, and, and and look like they want to promote from within and and you don't even really need to be a Liverpool fan to know all about the reputation of Harvey Elliott who's impressed on loan last season has been around the first team squad for a long time and he started the season really well it's a dreadful injury um, you know, proper dislocation of the ankle and, and I think we're still waiting for the accurate report of exactly what's happened and how long his rehabilitation is going to be mm. um, I think he's going into surgery soon isn't he I think it will almost certainly be as soon as possible yeah I mean I mean there are a lot of really great players throughout history who've suffered really, really bad injuries who have come back from them. Yeah. You know, the great Ronaldo, the original Ronaldo, terrible knee injuries and was still able to have such an amazing career. You know, um, look what happened to Aaron Ramsey. His career has gone from strength to strength, even though he suffered a really bad one. So look, the great news is that like in modern medicine, it's not necessarily anything to worry about long term. It's not a career ender or anything like that, but it will be a huge setback, not just physically for him, but mentally as well. Yeah. Aaron Ramsey talked really eloquently yeah. about the mentality he needed to get into because people forget, I think, that the 
key, key moment's going to be when you come back and the first challenge you go into, how do you feel mentally about that? Because if you can't get it back mentally at the very top level in sport, very difficult for you. But I'm sure he'll be back. I'm sure he'll be, um, he'll go on from strength to strength. Very, very difficult for everyone to watch mm. um, to such a young man or to anyone really, yeah. particularly a young guy at the start of his career. Um, but he's got enough time to rehabilitate. And, and, and I was really encouraged actually by the noises coming out of Liverpool. He said, yeah, we'll be with him. We'll be with him every step of the way. We'll look after him. And they will, I'm sure. Mm. Um, the way they looked after Van Dijk was outstanding. Well, there's, and, there's enough There's enough players who have spent a long time on the sidelines due to pr- some pretty horrific injuries uh, in Liverpool who can sort of... Van Dijk more recently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oxlade-Chamberlain as well is one mm. that spoke out um, recently, well, a year or so ago when he was out injured for quite a while. And I, I know that like from speaking to a lot of pundits that... I've worked with that have had quite bad injuries in their time. They say that the hardest bit is the fact that you are really isolated yeah, during that yes, period yeah, and the yeah. fact that you don't have your teammates around and you have to do everything separately. And so you're not part of that dynamic that you're so used to every day. It's similar to when these players retire, their routine is completely out of whack. Yeah. Um, and that'll be the most difficult thing. But I think that what Liverpool do have is they've got such an amazing team spirit. You could see that when he got injured and how they all rallied round. Also, actually, to be fair to the Ellen Road crowd as well, they they applauded him off as well, which I thought was a really nice touch. And it was nice to see Harvey Elliott was, you know, up and clapping the fans as well. So mm. we all wish him um, a speedy recovery and hope to see him back on the pitch as soon as possible. In terms of other matters on the pitch, though, Mo Salah got his 100th Premier League goal for Liverpool in 162 appearances, the fifth fastest to reach a century, which is quite amazing because when you look at that list of Mm. other players to have reached 100 goals in the Premier League, they're all out and out strikers. Mo Salah is effectively like a right winger, right? You know what I mean? And he's a player that... A lot of people, I think, I, I certainly have, have this opinion. He can appear patchy sometimes. <laughs> so how can it be a patchy? How, a, it's crazy, right? Patchy with that kind of uh, goal record. If Mane passed him a bit more, he'd have more than that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, an, he's an Apache. He's an Apache, yeah. yes. yes, yes. <laughs> what, what, what I think is really interesting is if you look at Mo Salah now, he's what twenty nine. So he's kind of you'd say he's in the prime of his career, mm. probably. Um, he's always and, looked 40. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I was just going to say, really, until he hit the ground running at Liverpool, which would have been, what well, this is his fifth season with Liverpool, I think, didn't actually really score that many. Mm. But he had two pretty good goal-scoring seasons, pretty good goal-scoring seasons at Roma. Yeah, obviously, everyone knows what happened to him at Chelsea. Before that, at Basel, he didn't really score a huge amount of goals. He's been on loan at Fiorentina, didn't score that many. Mm. It just seems to have been something at Liverpool where he's just clicked. And is it, is it 98 of those league goals have come at Liverpool, yes. the 100, in the last five years? Yeah. So it's incredible, really, how... It's a little bit underrated because people talk about Jamie Vardy and how, lo- how late he came to the Premier League. Well, Salah's not come to the Premier League in any meaningful way that much earlier than mm. Vardy. He just mm. seems like a... Dip- well, I suppose he has, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, not, yeah. it's not something that's happened from the very, very start. And you're right, he is a wide forward rather than an out-and-out striker. The game has evolved a little bit, though. A lot of those players... I remember, I'm old enough to remember when... There was a um, a little pub quiz question used to go around. Name the six players you've got 100 Premier League goals or whatever. Now it's like 30 or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, mm. it's amazing. But he's done brilliantly. He's his, done really consistently, well. his consistency levels are what just makes him so good. Like every season he is up there mm. challenging for the golden boot, if not winning it. Um, yeah. and, and he'll be up there again. And when you consider this season that you've got the likes of Romelu Lukaku, Ronaldo back in the league, to have him up there as well. I mean, he's, for me, just... he. He, for me, ranks as one of the best strikers, in inverted commas, that 
I think we'll we'll ever see in the Premier League. He's he's phenomenal. And if he sticks opinion. around, even if he moves away from Liverpool, he'll mm. still be knocking them in. I think. Yeah. Actually, on Lukaku, like yeah. I really felt sorry for him at the weekend. I thought. Did you? His, his was performance. It the knee slide or? His, well, his funny knee slide that he messed up. Um, I thought he was the best I've ever seen him. Like he, a complete performance mm. from an already very complete uh, footballer. But it obviously got overshadowed by Ronaldo's carnival and also the tennis. <laughs> yeah. Such a, he was kind of the, the meat in the sandwich really there so I, I kind of felt sorry for him because he was just amazing oh, he'll have his time he'll have his time I absolute mean, business he's, yeah, just, he's, he's just business like Ronaldo Lukaku that second goal like, oh yeah. what a finish I, I mean it. he he is something else I, it's it's going to be really hard to call who's going to win the golden boot this year mm. which is quite exciting yeah. but yeah another win for Chelsea as well as you mentioned um, we were talking just a bit a moment ago about injuries um, and of course injuries are never something you want to see but this is quite a funny one and I think you'll agree with me um here in Vane's Rami Kaib has been ruled out for five weeks after he suffered a broken jaw whilst eating a carrot. But was it him eating the carrot or was it Pete's dog eating a carrot? <laughs> I know, yeah, right? Speaking of dogs eating carrots, we could get Pablo in. He's Let's in the get Pablo today. in. Let's get a carrot. Oh, we could have played again, couldn't so, we? So that's, that's not a carrot, that's a stick of concrete, right? How's that actually happened? <laughs> I don't How know. How big was the carrot? So I, I read I read when I knew we were going to be talking about this, I read that he had a, he had an injury to his face anyway. Oh, so he didn't know. But he maybe carried on. Know. He thought it was fine. And they... He bit into a particularly large and hard carrot. Who eats raw carrots nowadays? Mm. Well, why is he I eating it eat during a match, carrots. though? Yeah. Heavy for the body to process. Very tight. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's very it's compressed. Not, so I also had a little, little look up at footballers, football's most like ridiculous injuries. And um, <laughs> there's some good ones. Apparently a Barnsley midfielder called Darren Barnard, who I vaguely remember... Uh, was out of the game once for five months because he tore a knee ligament slipping on a puddle of his puppy's piss. <laughs> no way. Um, <laughs> Kieran Dyer injured his uh, left eye colliding with a pole in training. Mm. Um, David James pu- pulled a muscle in his back um, while reaching for the remote control. Oh, I remember, that's a good one. I remember Santiago Canizares packing to go to an international tournament with Spain and dropping a bottle of aftershave on his foot. Ooh. And it smashed and sliced a tendon in his toe. What? Wow. Yeah. The best one for me, though, is... Do you remember... So There was oh, one recently where a footballer got injured taking the bins out. That was actually quite recent, wasn't it? Right. Mm. Well, the best one for me... Older listeners will remember Everton goalkeeper Richard Wright. He was amazing for Ipswich, and I think he got a big money move to Everton. And he got some really bad injuries... One was because he twisted his ankle falling over a sign that told, telling him not to practice in the goal mouth. Right? <laughs> and the second one was when he moved to Everton, he really hurt himself, I think, falling through the loft hatch while taking his suitcases up to the attic. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> That's one of the most difficult jobs, getting anything into Frank, a loft, I think. That is Frank Spencer Absolute stuff. Absolute Spencer like stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, David Luiz is going to, uh, he's going to Flamengo. Yeah. I think he might get injured from the humidity. <laughs> Just that, that, what, just, the hair? Yeah. Like, heavy. Yeah. Heavy Heavy hair. neck. Yeah, not you mean. Bad neck. Possible. <laughs> not good. Um, also, another news, Jude Bellingham, who actually has been linked with Liverpool, he had a good weekend, boys, because he tried his first pint. He did He's not. He's only a young'un, isn't he? <laughs> he did not mean to do it. <laughs> He's a young'un. So those, who, those who've seen this, or those who haven't seen this, Erling brought Haaland scores. Of course They all go does. celebrating, obviously, yeah. They all go celebrating the corner. It's a terrible trend now, <laughs> but fans, for some reason, think gro- dro- gro- uh, sorry, throwing plastic cups full mm. of booze is like the way to protest a goal being scored against you, which I think is pathetic. Mm. Bellingham, to be fair to him, catches one <laughs> while also hand. on the back of another player. On the back of Holland, mm. 
Uh, and I think he thinks it's empty. So he pretends to drink out of it because he's seen Declan Rice do it. And then it's in his mouth. It was full of beer. It splashed all in his face and he looked absolutely distraught That's about it. That's why it's not Premier League quality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. why he won't cut it in our league. He said he wasn't a fan. So yeah, He could see that by looking no, at his face. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, you just don't want to paint during the game. I mean, like of all the times for a paint, it's not the time, is it? No. Luke, no. remember when we went to Spurs-Watford a couple of weeks ago yeah. and we talked about why you have lids on the bottles? Yeah. And we said it was because if it was if you have lids on things, then it hurts when you throw them. You yeah, throw it, them. it keeps the water in. Yeah, mm. but you know, I mean, this this didn't help because there was still liquid in it. Clearly, exactly. so surely you can just. I've heard this also for if there's an emergency evacuation of the stadium, if the lids are on bottles of water or bottles of any kind of drink, people can really hurt themselves treading on them. Oh, slippy. Oh, so right. Take, okay. take yeah, the lid yeah. off it. I, think that, rolls, I told yeah. him that was bollocks. He didn't listen to me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it, <laughs> people yeah. can email in. <laughs> Maybe there's a health and safety it. officer listening, Jules. You'd better tell us. <laughs> Please write in and tell us. Um, right, let's just uh, come away from the Premier League for a minute and talk a bit about Serie A. Um, Jose Mourinho has celebrated his 1,000th game, uh, the Roma game that he managed against Sassuolo yesterday. Uh, was that 1,000th game in charge for him? Uh, Stephen El Shirari scored the. Shirari? <laughs> Or the winner uh, in injury time, prompting Mourinho to spring down to the touchline and join in the celebrations. It's a classic Mourinho, isn't it? Yeah, I, I for one, I'm hugely surprised that um, Mourinho wanted to hijack a last-minute winning goal um, <laughs> that sent uh, Roma further up the table by just reminding everyone physically that it was his thousandth game. <laughs> uh, to be fair, they are top of the league now, but I mean... It's not like you can't imagine every manager doing that, right? Make it because because his quote was, um, "I told oh, everyone lies." Yeah, I told everyone I didn't give a shit about it, but actually, yeah. I really do. And it's yeah. like man, it's him just won a game. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the Mourinho brand. Of course, isn't it, it is. That is Mourinho for you. Um, but yeah, look, Tammy Abraham's doing quite well over there, isn't he? He's had a really good start to his life at, at Roma, mm. um, and I'm pleased for him because the last thing I wanted was for him to you know sit on the bench at Chelsea and not do anything, but. Nicky, Good to see Nicky him Band, football. Nicky Bandini on OTC was very effusive, sort of saying that uh, he can have a wonderful time, and he is exactly what they need. Mm. It, it would it would be a fascinating chapter in the Mourinho story if he if he took Roma, who clearly have no real tradition of consistently winning the league title. Mm. If he took them to a title in Italy, <laughs> it would completely upturn the Mourinho narrative because uh, people were saying, weren't they, when Roma hired him? Well, that just shows how great his reputation is. He's a one yeah. like we talked about Ronaldo. He's a one man industry. His Spurs team for a lot of that period were terrible. Like, mm. They looked awful. He looked like he poisoned everything he touched at one point. For him to go to Roma, listen, they're three games in. I'm mm. not saying it's going to happen. But if it were to happen, mm. it would be a fascinating epilogue. Even if it's going to be an epilogue, I suppose, because he's still got plenty of time on his side to to his management career. It really would. Yeah, and mm. all eyes will be on European football this week because it's the return of the Champions League and the Europa League this week, which is um, quite exciting. Um, so lots of football to talk about this week. Uh, but there's also a brand new book club out today to get stuck into before the European football starts. Um, Kate and Jim spoke to Simon Cooper about his brand new book, Barca, the inside story of the world's greatest football club. He discusses, uh, discusses Messi's legacy, where things... Things have been going wrong behind the scenes for years there and reveals what Johan Cruyff was really like. So search Football Ramble Presents to listen to that one. And Kate will be here tomorrow as well. Uh, she's going to be joining both of you 
lovely fellas to talk yeah. about the big game tonight. Uh, we're subbing you and Pablo Park. out and we're subbing Kate in. Yeah. yeah. Kate has to bring, find, sort a dog from Some somewhere. Kind of dog bring it bring in, Kate, yeah. if you mm. don't bring a dog in tomorrow, you're not yeah. going to be as popular as me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm just saying, dogs make people popular. They do. They do. It's a great, um, it's a great substitute for a, a genuinely engaging personality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like cat boy. You've got how, two of them. How do I have to put up with him? Right, thanks for listening, guys. Cheers, Pete. Cheers, Luke. See, See you next time. Bye. Bye. Assume Pablo is um, He's with, with Chaz. Chaz. Good. Yeah. All right. Just had a bit of screeching outside of a car <laughs> in a bank. So we'll have to do it. Right, shall we? <laughs> the gigantic turd in the car park, but I think that's probably just Charlie. Or me. <laughs> yeah. You on the way in. Right. Patrick Vieira continues to haunt Spurs. Mikel Arteta eats a canary for lunch and Ronaldo returns to Old Trafford in style. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Monday the 13th of September. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> yes! Too long! Oh, you couldn't no. get going. Juice break. Oh, Come on. I like that. Hang on. Let's go again. Do it again. Let's do it again. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.